Good evening. Thank you for coming. We'll continue to read from Sri Jiva Goswami's Krishna Sandarbha. We're in the 40th Anacheda. Jiva Goswami continues to fortify the Pariva Sutra in this section of the Krishna Sandarbha. If we look at the Krishna Sandarbha as a whole, we find that uh, its primary fa- focus is this Pariva Sutra. The entirety of it is based on establishment of Krishna as the topmost manifestation of the Supreme Absolute Truth. So the 40th Anacheda uh, has been given a title, Shudar Swami Confirms Krishna Swayam Bhagavan. So he's continuing here with uh, the utilization of the commentary of uh, Shridhar Swami, his Bhagavatam commentary, in his in this fortification. And interestingly enough, uh, Sachin Narayan Das Babaji has uh, kind of put a, a title to this area, which is based on uh, an earlier Anucheta, which we read, where Jiva himself refers to um, a fortification of the Pariva Sutra uh, just as uh, a king's army is fortified by uh, chariots, elephants, infantrymen. This Anacheda reads as follows. Furthermore, Bhagavan Sri Krishna informed Yogamaya. Now we come again to the 10th canto. Hereafter I... With the totality of all my parts, Amsa Bhagena, will appear as the son of Devaki, and you, O auspicious one, will appear as the daughter of Yasoda, who is the wife of Nanda. So again, we're reminded of the Leela narrative of Krishna's appearance as presented in the Bhagavat Purana. Now this Bhagavat Purana has been further commented upon by the Goswamis, uh, specifically Jiva Goswami in his Gopal Champu, and the nature of Krishna's appearance has been elaborated on more fully there regarding Krishna's simultaneous appearance in Dwarka and Braj, and even though the Leela narrative of the Bhagavatam uh, presents the fact of uh, Vasudev carrying Krishna to Vraj. Uh, Jiva's Gopal Champu points out that he was already there. He was born of Yasoda. Devaki's another name for Yasoda. Uh, so uh, there's different ways that Krishna's appearance is, is seen by the Gaudiya tradition. But generally... Uh, it's accepted as presented uh, according to the Bhagavat Purana, except when there, there's necessity within the Gaudiya tradition to further highlight the, the bhava that's there in the residence of Raj. Uh, that bhava is experienced differently by Krishna's uh, eternal associates and presented differently uh, by the Goswamis in 
in, defer in deference to that predominance of Bhav and the, and the relationships with Krishna and Raj. So we should not kind of mix up the two. We generally present the narrative as as presented in the Bhagavat Purana, and uh, sometimes we can give some uh, some discussion to the way the, the uh, Goswamis have presented it uh, to further give insight into the intimacy of the relationship of Krishna. Uh, with his mother and father in Raj. So here Krishna is talking as presented in the Bhagavat Purana. Swamipad, this is what Jiva Goswami writes here, Swamipad has explained the meaning of the compound Amsa Bhagena in numerous ways that are all befitting Krishna's state of utter completion, Purnata. Out of these, one meaning is as follows. So Jiva is saying in his commentary, Sridhar Swamis presented different meanings for the words in the verse. And I'm going to highlight one of those here in my, in my Krishna Sandarbha. One meaning is as follows. One of the meanings that Sridhar Swami gave reads as follows. The word Amsena, through his part, means through the Purusha. And the word Bhagga, a portion, indicates the diffusion, Bhajanam, of Maya through the acts of glancing, Iksanam. Hence, Amsa Bhagena signifies he who's glancing, or in other words, his diffusion of Maya is executed through his partial expansion in the form of the Purusha, Amsena. Being inclusive of that form, I shall appear as the son of Devaki. End of the quote of Sridhar Swami's commentary. In this way, after concluding his elucidation on the six meanings of Amsa Bhagena, Sridhar declares, and then he quotes Sridhar Swami again, the compound Amsa Bhagena is used by Krishna with the intention of informing Yogamaya that he will appear in all respects in his utter complete form, utterly complete form, in keeping with the statement, Krishna, however, is Swayam Bhagavan. So again, Sridhar Swami himself is referring to the Chatur Sloki in his commentary on this verse uh, to point out that this manifestation of Krishna who's going to be born of Devaki is the complete and absolute supreme personality of Godhead and in this appearance he will be inclusive of all his other manifestations. This manifestation will be inclusive of that. And generally you would think, and this is an interesting point, I was thinking more about the, the pastime of the Brahmanas, the sons of the Brahmana, mm -hmm. who were taken by Karnadakshai Vishnu, Mahavishnu, so that Mahavishnu could 
see Krishna and Arjuna. Well, if all of Krishna's various expansions are kind of pulled into him when he manifests his Leela, which is kind of what's indicated, right? You would think that they would be, all of them would be fully knowledgeable because they're fully present in him of everything that's happening within the Leela, all of his various Leelas. And at certain times, he may call upon that aspect of his very being to conduct something. It's kind of what, the way the Leela is narrated in the Bhagavad, that this, you know, the Vasudev feature of Krishna enacted this. or So in different ways, the Bhagavad Purana leads us to that conclusion in the way the, it's presented. The Leelas are variously presented that Krishna utilized this aspect of himself, which is the this manifestation's primary aspect. So the Lord's various parts and parcels and those that are actually in the category of Bhagavan or having even a lesser category. So the category of Bhagavan, of course, is the Lord having a manifestation of the Lord that has practically everything, wealth, strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation in greater and lesser degrees. So you'd think if this idea of inclusiveness is there when Krishna manifests that all these, all his various avataric descents are, are, are there with him when he manifests his pastime, well, why wasn't Karnadakshai Vishnu fully aware of the pastime to the point that he had to steal the Brahmanist ch children at birth in order to see Krishna and Arjuna? Mm -hmm. It would be a question that you would naturally ask. Well, why? But it's part of the Leela narrative. It's part of Krishna wanting to show Arjuna his opulence to enlighten Arjuna more to the fact that even the Purusha avatars are manifestations of me. And it's interesting that the way, if we look back to the way that Leela was presented, that's, that's what's said there. That basically until Krishna wanted to reveal himself to the Purusha or Mahavishnu, until he wanted to reveal himself, Mahavishnu couldn't experience the Leela. If you remember, we read that. That's the way it was presented. So although, of course, we would say Mahavishnu was there when Krishna descended, like all the Purusha avatars were there with him. This specific manifestation, he was not fully aware because Krishna didn't make him aware. So Krishna can even bewilder his direct expansions if he so desires. 
because we're also in expansion. And he certainly has seen fit that we are bewildered by his external potency. So not only are the jivas fall into, a, into the category of bewilderable entities, but also as the Lord desires or as the Lord's Leela potency desires, even his eternal associates who are even more than a jiva, so his eternal associates, the regatmikas, they can be bewildered and so can his direct expansions and the expansions of his expansions. So a couple things from the commentary on this specific Anucheta. Based on this, Sridhar Swami has explained the compound Amsa Bhagena in six different ways. His intention in doing so is to establish that Krishna is the most complete form of Bhagavan and not merely a partial expansion of Bhagavan. In his Krishna Sandar, I'm sorry, Krama Sandarbha commentary on Bhagavatam 10.2.9, Jiva Goswami glosses Amsa Bhagena as follows. The compound signifies one in whom there is participation, bhajanam, or in other words, entrance, pravesh, of all the parts. Entrance of all the parts. So again, what we were discussing. I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely esoteric. We're talking about the Supreme Lord and then the Supreme Lord manifesting himself in innumerable ways in order to accommodate the way that he's approached by different bhaktas, even different bhaktas and different faiths, different traditions, uh, of course, we would call them sampradayas. Some of them wouldn't even fall within the traditional sampradayas as we, as presented in the Veda. Uh, but that isn't to say that the Lord is not manifesting, as we've spoken before, in ways that would accommodate their future spiritual growth. Or perhaps, and there's every possibility that their ideals do exist in the transcendental realm outside of what has been presented in the confine of Vedic knowledge or in the confine of Vaishnav Sampradayas as seen coming forth from the Vedas. So those kind of ideas certainly were introduced by uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur along with his ideal, which hadn't really been presented completely before, of the whole of Shaitanya Leela being available within the transcendental realm. That one could, could actually have that as their ideal exclusive, it meaning exclusive, in and of itself, where one would just want to have and remain in an attitude of service uh, to Radha and Krishna in the form 
combined form of Sri Chaitanya. Now, that would mean maybe the jacket isn't reversed, that it only remains to those to certain practitioners. The way they worship the Lord is only as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They know he's the combined form. They couldn't worship him completely without knowledge of that, but they may only want to enact their service to, in relationship to his form as Sri Chaitanya. So again, these this kind of an idea, this you know, this insight into the nature of uh, the Supreme Lord in the way Galok is in the transcendental realm. Galoka, again, came to light more, you know, through Bhaktivinoda Thakur primarily. Going on to the 41st Anacheda. Evolution proceeds from a portion of a portion of Krishna. So we continue pounding the post of Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. We're seeing how Jiva is pointing all these various texts to this one verse, illuminating these texts through this one understanding that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sri Devaki Devi prayed to Bhagavan Sri Krishna. O self of the cosmos, O original person, today I have obtained shelter of you from but a quantum bhaga of a part of the part of whose expansion the creation, evolution, and dissolution of the cosmos verily proceed. This is Devaki. The knowledge of of these devotees of the nature of Krishna that here here's Krishna he's you just taken birth from me and I know that you are running the whole show that everything that I've experienced in my life that the whole universe that we that I've experienced is all coming from a part of a part of you now, understand the tradition. It's not like a, the wife of a Kshatriya, Vasudev. Where's she going to get this kind of knowledge? She's not going to go to Guru Kula. It's not like, well, she's the wife of a Kshatriya, so although the other wives don't get to go to Guru Kula's and tra be trained in the Vedas, and, and read all the Puranas and get their thread and chant their mantras and get their realizations. That's not her bag. No, she's, she's the wife. Yes, that's a high position in society, but it doesn't avail her of the educational background that, that the higher classes, especially the Brahmins, I mean, again, Kshatriya, how much does a Kshatriya know of, of Veda, Vedic knowledge? A couple years and you get your thread and you go home, you go back to work. I mean, basically in that tradition, at that time, education was for what? It was vocational education. 
what are you going to do in life? Oh, you're a Kshatriya. What are you going to do as a Kshatriya? You're going to sit on the throne? You're going to be in the battlefield? Oh, you're going to be in a battlefield. What do you like to do in the battlefield? Oh, I like to shoot my bow and arrow. Okay, let me put you in this particular aspect of of the education necessary to be a good bowman, like an Arjuna. And therefore, he's trained in battle for that purpose primarily. He's not trained to till the fields. He's not trained in mathematics. He's not trained in the Vedas to study the Vedas. He's not trained how to perform sacrifices. He's a, he's a, he's a Kshatriya. He's, he's of the administrative class in the military division. That's what he does. And he's trained accordingly. And what's Devaki trained to be? A wife, a mom, and the mother of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Did she require training? No, but the training came with her. So just to, to hear these and so many different statements by all of, of the eternal associates of the Lord that descend with him, they're fully knowledgeable. And as, of course, Devaki, she's, she's in that, she, she is representative. She's an exemplar. She's a regatmika of the kind of worship of the Lord that in, is inclusive of the aspect of Asfarya. So she knows God is God more than she doesn't. And certainly more than the residents of Raj know. As we've said, the residence of Vraj's knowledge of the godhood of Krishna is limited to the fact that, well, Gargamuni said, and here again, they're even more simpler in their lifestyle and their understanding, being Vaishas and cow herders. What's their understanding? Well, a sage came to town and did a name-giving name sir ceremony and looked at the time of the stars when Krishna appeared and said, oh, he's going to be like God. He's going to do wonderful things just as Lord Narayan does. But not that he is Narayan. They didn't come away from that reading with that understanding during the name-giving ceremony. It wasn't like God showed up in your village. No, that would have now, when he went to Dwarka, there was no question. Now, we, now Krishna, the prince, who is the supreme personality of Godhead, is here. In fact, so Devaki's bhava and her, her relationship of Vatsaya Ras, of course, is, well, we would not, it would, we, tinted would not, Painted would not be the right nomenclature. It's her relationship. It's the way she has her love for the Lord is expressed in a in a, in a more direct appreciation of of both his his being her son, but also being the supreme Lord. So she's expressing that in this verse. So Jiva goes on here 
And he quotes from Sridhar Swami. Swami Pod comments, This statement is to be understood as follows. This is what Sridhar Swami wrote. I have obtained shelter of you whose, Yasha, expansion, Amsa, is the Purusha, a part of whom is Maya, the part of which are the Gunas. From but a quantum, Bagena, little, uh, or in other words, an atomic portion, Paramanu, Matra, Lesena, of them, the Gunas, the creation, sustenance, and dissolution of the cosmos proceeds. So again, Sridhar Swami is just, he keeps saying, look at the way this verse is, and, and you cannot see anything except this fuller understanding of who the personality is who took birth from Devaki. And even her, as, as, as a woman and as the mother of Krishna, is fully aware of the fact that everything is coming through the, his potency. He's, she's got Krishna with her as a baby, and she knows everything that is in existence, including the, the creators and the manifestors of the universe, which are his expansions. All of that potency is in this form that I'm holding on my lap as my child. Yasoda can even look in Krishna's mouth and not come to that conclusion. She doesn't come to that conclusion. She can look in Krishna's mouth and see everything, including herself and Krishna, and not realize there's something that makes the, my child God. She's not. So it's, it's, it, this is the nature of the Lord's interaction with his devotees all of them as they surrender unto me, as they worship thee, as they conceive of their love for me in their highest ideal, all of them I reciprocate in accordance with that. A lot in this section is centered around the Purusha avatars uh, in this particular section of the Krishna Sandarbha Jiva Goswami seems to be highlighting these those verses that speak to that those potencies and it's significant to note that in the in the context of again our knowledge is in relationship to what we experience and that's where it begins so practically we we depend for knowledge on our senses and our senses experience the universe. And then as we begin to enter into spiritual understanding, the guru, the sadhus, the shastras pull us into understanding what we experience and seeing it in the light of 
its relationship with the Supreme Lord, its relationship to spirit, its manifestation from the spiritual energy. So this is a, an important point that when we conceive of who is the creator, who is the sustainer, who is the maintainer of our situation, our material existence, uh, we generally have an idea based upon the experiences of our existence. So who's there's a, there's a sun, the sun's sustaining. Without the sun, there'd be nothing. What's the source of the sun? Without the moon, without water, without the elements, without air to breathe and water to drink and bathe and, and the food and the herbs and spices that are growing from the... Well, there's no way to, to sustain myself. So all of that we begin to see in relationship to, to the Creator. And so this this understanding is 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 an entry point for us based on our direct experience and appreciation for what we have and ex what we have. Everything is coming through the potency of the material energy. So to tie everything back to the creator of the material energy and then to get that use that as an entrance, entrance point into understanding the Lord's completely transcendental nature to a manifest to the topmost manifestation manifestation of the Lord whose parts of parts take care of all the everything that we that we have it's just a little part an amsa paramanu infinitesimal particle of the Lord's energy sustains all this. So this part of the Krishna Sandarbha is centered on that and you'll see that especially as we go into the utilization, the Brahma Vimohan Leela as it's going to come up now. Krishna is the source of Narayan. Jiva Goswami continues in a similar vein as what we've just discussed Sri Brahma prayed to Bhagavan Sri Krishna. Are you not Narayan, the eminent self of all embodied beings, the Lord of Lords and the witness of all creation? Narayan, so called because of being the refuge of the water born of Nara, Garbodakshai Vishnu, in your plenary portion. Ungum. Moreover, your plenary portions are indeed ontologically real, satyam, and not creations of your maya. Jiva continues by quoting the commentary of Sridhar Swami. Swami Pod comments, The Narayan who is famed as the refuge of all phenomena appearing from Nara, Garbo Dakshai Vishnu, as well as of 
the water that has emanated from that nara is your plenary portion, ungam, or in other words, your form, morti. Then Jiva elaborates on what Srihaswami's commentary says as follows. In this regard, the elaborated meaning is as follows. He is your part, anga, whereas you are the whole, angi. This is not merely mere flattery, stuti matra, because Brahma directly witnessed Krishna's unprecedented glory as described in the following verse. Brahma felt highly astonished on witnessing the liberation of Agasura as a consequence of Krishna's exceptional power. So that kind of caught him. It grabbed his attention. When this demon was killed and Krishna was still in the body of Agasura along with his the cowherd boys and calves at that time. Um, Agasura's soul left his body. This subtle body left his body. But actually more than that, his essence left his body and illuminated the universe. Now this is this in and of itself is pretty astonishing. Generally when the soul leaves the body, it's not like a huge there's a huge, you know, fireworks display. It's generally unseen when a soul leaves a body. But when Agasura left his body, it's kind of a kind of a lit up the place is the way the Bhagavad describes it. So much so that the demigods, oh, and the demigods came and said, oh, Krishna's killed a demon. And they started, let's have a concert. This is cool. This is, this is a, let's have a party for Krishna. So they're showering flowers and, and uh, you know, beating on their drums and, and playing their celestial music and singing the praises of Krishna. And it, it catches Brahma's attention. He also, he, he takes note of what's happening. This, and then Krishna comes out of Agasura's body and this bright light enters into Krishna. Agasura's liberated. Well, as already pointed out, this in and of itself is extraordinary. I mean, generally... Well, no, no other avatar liberates, gives liberation to the demons. Only Krishna liberates his adversaries. So Brahma takes note and then it plays out and Brahma says, mm, yeah, it kind of looks like the Krishna that I talked to when I first mm -hmm. got this whole universe rolling. But then it doesn't. Does and it doesn't. So he, he stuck around and then the you know the cowherd boys went on in their Leela and Krishna's still observing and then he says, hey, they're all sitting down, they're all 
taking lunch and he's like just joking with his friends. He's not really, doesn't look like the, although he kind of has that Krishna that I saw look and feel, he's not acting godly here at all with these these young coward boys. And, you know, I just, I better make, is he? Is he not? He's 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 a little well, and then they just did this thing with this demon and the bright light, and uh, maybe he's just a great mystic, or you know, let me let me see. And then Rama takes the calves off, and then Krishna chases to find the calves, and then Brahma takes the coward boys, and we'll go through that as we go on here. But so. Of course, this particular verse, which is the, which is being elaborated upon, is spoken by Brahma after at the conclusion of the Brahma Vimohan Leela, and he's saying, "Aren't you? Aren't you? You are right. <laughs> I was born from you, right? You are that Garbodakshai Vishnu." that Nara, that Narayan from whom which I took birth, Garbhodakshai Vishnu, it is you. It's funny, he goes through all the prayers. They're never answered. Krishna never says one way or another. No, he, he arrives at the proper conclusion. So this is not mere flattery. He's just not flattering this little boy who's just shown him, given him entrance into the most profound uh, ontologic reality regarding the nature of his being. The nature of Krishna's being. The full manifestation of his Swarup Shakti in a very profound way that is there any other display of that Krishna's given where he's shown that all the universes are are coming from him. All these Vishnus are the whole whole universes are are are, are coming to the feet of these particular they're being he's be, these individual manifestations of Vishnu, which all of his cowherd boy the cowherd boyfriends turned into well they didn't really turn into they were all just expansions of krishna so these expansions turned into vishnus and at the feet of these vishnus all the potencies within all the variegated universes fell down at their feet all the potencies all the demigods all the living entities is the way it's explained it's a profound thing that brahma experienced that's why this particular Anucheta is is so significant that Jiva's bringing up now. So Brahma, Brahma, I mean, it doesn't get more. All the Vedas come from his mouth. There's not much that he does not comprehend when it comes to spiritual understanding. And at the end of his prayers, I thought I knew. I thought I I thought as the the creator of the universe you'd instilled in me 
all knowledge and understanding as to your nature and the nature of your being. And what I've seen here today shows me that, yeah, maybe maybe there's more for me to learn because I thought I knew you and actually I, I can see that I don't have a clue. Now, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is instructing Sanatana Goswami brings up another Leela that happened later during Krishna's appearance in Dwarka, where Brahma went to Dwarka to visit Krishna. In instructing Sanatan Goswami, this Leela is brought up by Sri Chaitanya to also emphasize the point. And again, Krishna, I mean, Brahma speaks a similar prayer again. I thought I knew, but I didn't. And we think about that. How much knowledge does Brahma have? I mean, he went to the door. He knocked on the door. Krishna said, which Brahma? Brahma said, the four-headed Brahma, the creator of the universe. Which universe? Oh, four-headed Brahma. Okay. Send him in. That's all right. So we'll go through that. I have that. I want to read through that pastime from the CC uh, with you as we go more and more into this uh, Anucheda. And we will do that and complete this discussion in our next class. Any questions? I thank you very much for your association.